Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Now, the Tourism Industry Council of Tasmania, or the TICT, has announced Tasmania's top tourism towns for 2022, with Strawn, Sheffield and Launceston coming out on top. So I wanted to check in with the CEO of TICT, Luke Martin, if he's probably on the Panadol Hall of Fame at the moment. But Luke, good morning. Welcome back to Tasmania Talks. Yeah, good day, Mike. How are you going? I well, you'd be celebrating. What a what a, wonderful! I mean, isn't it? I mean, tell us a little bit about these awards. Yeah, so we, this is the third year we've run them, um, and it's it's a combination of a uh, judging process based on submission. So the towns have to prepare a short editorial um, explaining what's unique and what's special about holidaying in their town, an itinerary, so how people could spend two days in their local town, and a video and. All our we have seven entries across the state this year, and they're all on online. And if you go to our website tlct.com.au. It's a, it's a great way to spend twenty minutes just flicking through the videos and getting a bit of a virtual uh, road trip around Tasmania. And then we uh, we went to the public and asked people to vote. And the uh, the public vote combined with our judges' scores and the submissions came up with uh, three winners in each in three different categories. So um, a straw for the tiny town, which is less than fifteen hundred people. Uh, Sheffield, a uh, uh, small town, fifteen hundred to five thousand, and Liney in the in the large category over five thousand. And um, now, what will happen is that both towns will be rejudged alongside the top towns in every other state and territory, and we'll have Australia's top tourism towns. And um, people remember last year uh, our, our our local winners, um, New Norfolk and Stanley, uh, won bronzes. So, so hopefully, uh, Strawn, Sheffield, and Liney can uh, can maybe take out a gold this year. And it's, it's great, isn't it, that uh, Launceston that has, and I was, I was reading um, the, the media release and uh, sort of saying that Launceston being named a top tourism town might raise a few eyebrows locally. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I know Launcestonians uh, very much consider themselves a very proud city, so um, it's a regional city. Look, uh, that larger category, it's, it's effectively 100,000 less population, so it's a national category, and Looking around some of the other cities that are uh, that are entering, uh, I think Bendigo is a finalist in Victoria. Um, it's it's designed for those sort of you know 30, 40, 50, 60,000 population towns, which uh, obviously in Lonnie's case, uh, also one of our one of Australia's great regional cities. So it's good. The, the amazing thing about Lonnie is that over the last two or three years, the local drive and the energy of the industry and the council. Um, you know, hosting the greatest mm. ever Australian Tourism Awards uh, on the Gorge a few years ago, if people remember that. Um, obviously, the UNESCO Gastronomy uh, Centre, um, the What If recognition, um, and now this. It's it's Launceston absolutely putting itself forward as a, as a really premier destination zone, right? And uh, again, this is just another feather on that cap. And again, dealing with a long-term issue Launceston's had around being perceived as a bit of a gateway into Tasmania. And, and now we're presenting it really as a, a must-do destination, uh, every much the equal to anywhere else around Australia. Yeah, it is. It, uh, it's, and it's very proud to see. It's it's lovely to see. But in particular, too, we all love the murals, uh, you know, and, and Sheffield. But for both Strawn and Sheffield to get it as well, I mean, I, I think both are just fabulous in, in their own in their own right. I think that's going to be very difficult, but it'll be very interesting. I I'm just so pleased that uh, the West Coast got a Guernsey as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you think about the term tourism town, um, you, you, in Tasmania, you think of Strawn and Sheffield. Um, I mean, tourism's been part of the, the bedrock of the Strawn community for, you know, 40 years with the, the cruises on the Gordon River. And, and I think it's 
Phillies, uh, probably alongside Salmon, the, the major employer in the town. Um, and then Sheffield, obviously what they've done for murals over you know, the last 30 years, um, it's, it's a, it is an absolute quintessential example of a, a beautiful regional town uh, who have actually seen an opportunity to make themselves iconic destinations. And, and again, these sort of recognitions are testament to those local operators who've toiled away in those towns for years, the, the people who uh, you know, do the hard yards, you know, the volunteering on the local tourism associations or uh, the local volunteers who host, work at the visitor centres um, and then obviously the councils and the ratepayers who also spend a lot of money on the, on making sure that you know, Sheffield's drawn are very much front of mind for visitation mm. and, and that's again what these awards are really about doing, community pride and and a bit of a testament to those towns for, for really being leaders in the tourism space. And those videos are fabulous too. Really are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and as I say, if you're, you're sitting at home, you've got a few minutes on the mm. laptop or on your phone, go to our website, just flick through the videos, and all seven entries, um, all of them are fantastic. Oh, yeah. And um, again, feels like a bit of a virtual road trip around Tassie. It does, tict.com.au. Um, obviously, yep. uh, you'd be absolutely chuffed with the winners. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as I say, uh, you know, last year was drawn in, uh, sorry, Stanley and New Norfolk. Um, mm. I know how much it meant, particularly to New Norfolk, which, Again, a destination that's you know, really making a concerted effort to, to sort of separate themselves from the pack as a, a destination in their own right. And, and again, for those of us who are, those of us in tourism, we, we all love Strawn and family and, and obviously very proud of what Launceston's doing. Um, and it'd be great to see them uh, on the national stage. And again, you never know, I'd, be, I'd love to see one of them crack a gold and, uh, and beat Australia's top tourism town. Oh look, wouldn't that be sensational? Um, I, I think I think it's on the cards, and why not? If you just check out the videos, and we've all been there, just how good they are. But how is the tourism industry going at the moment? And maybe give us a bit of an update on that, if you don't mind, Luke. Yeah, look, um, look, very positive. Um, I say that with a big disclaimer. Um, right through COVID, and it's still absolute true today that if you line up ten tourism operators, you'll get, and you ask them that question, you'll get ten different answers from. Uh, very, very positive, still very much uh, challenged. And that's just the reality of the disrupted markets we're still dealing with. And uh, we certainly have some businesses, particularly those who were heavily dependent on international tourism or uh, very much about volume um, that are struggling still and, and not quite, you know, still not at the levels that you know, they, re- they want to get to. And we, we've still got a journey for them. But certainly for other businesses, um, you know, a lot of our accommodation operators, uh, a lot of our experiences and attractions, uh, still doing really, really well right now, and they've had a very strong um, autumn season. Uh, June is looking really great. Um, the major events are doing their thing. Um, mm. Obviously, in the south, with uh, Dark Mofo and Festival of Voices, but you know, again, uh, that'll flow right through the regions as well, and 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 get some activity into the north. Um, and then hopefully we have a, a reasonable winter, um, and then next year's summer is looking very, very strong, very encouraging already. So, again. Um, not not completely back to where we want to get to, but uh, certainly it's a you know, far mm. turnaround from, say, six months ago when we were having this conversation. Have we got enough um, workers? No. So, you know, this is the challenge. It's, it's a different set of challenges now, and, and workforce is the big one. Um, we're not the only industry dealing with that either. And, yeah. Um, but our challenge is pronounced. We're, we're paying the price for... Uh, probably never actually having dealt with our workforce challenges properly during the, the glory years of you know, the last 10 years and COVID just exposed obviously how significant this, um, this challenge is for us. Um, I'm, I'm conscious of that next year, uh, next summer and about how we're going to manage particularly in our regions but we've got a bunch of strategies right now that we're, uh, we're pursuing. Um, 
possibility of getting some, uh, some seasonal labour in, um, obviously encouraging more Tasmanians into the industry and, uh, and yeah. effectively trying to, to get, uh, just trying to get some relief for those operators that are really having to do the hard yards in our region. Getting those uh, working holiday makers back, I, uh, I was uh, talking about a story about the incentives. I mean, to, there's airfares to Australia for under $20 uh, to $2,000 uh, in assistance on arrival. I mean, some of the states are really trying to pull them in uh, the, because, you know, we started off with about 250,000 jobs across the country, now down to about yep. 24,000. Um, but, I mean, Queensland's got a working paradise scheme. Northern Territory provides $500 for every WHM to spend on a tourism experience. Um the West, Western Australia, well, they've raised the bar up to $2,000 in assistance, uh, including yep. $40 a night towards accommodation. So uh, the NT are doing it. Uh, South Australia's got a big one. You get a, With that, of course, there's accommodation at the YHA. So there's, um, there's a lot of incentives out there to try and lure the backpackers. There is, and, and the challenge for us, the destination, is that for that market, particularly the traditional backpackers, which are Europeans, um, when they think of a working holiday in Australia, they very much think of Queensland and Byron Bay and work their way south. And mm. unfortunately, we're as south as the cat gets. And, yeah, um, and we're not, so we're not as even in there. So our challenge, and this is why throwing money out of it, which you know, obviously Queensland can do, and I think South Australia is bringing back the 10 pound POM, um, effectively 10 pounds to fly over if you are prepared to work. So we, we can do that. We will probably do something like that. But we probably also need to be a bit more smarter and um, mm. certainly an opportunity that I'm interested in is um, is following what the fruit growers did last year and perhaps our Pacific Islanders. Um, there is a, there, obviously it's seasonal labour for them around a lot of their hospitality staff. Yeah. Uh, it's not their busiest season, it is our busiest season. So the potential of following the model that the fruit growers did uh, through COVID where uh, we we um, potentially um, recruit you know, 30, 40 chefs and uh, and just take some of that relief in the hospitality sector, particularly in those regional centres where uh, it is just very, very hard to get yeah. to get locals. And then, and then secondly, it's very hard to recruit from the state. It is indeed. Luke, good to talk to you with, uh, look, a good news story, kicking off with tourism. Well done, and I appreciate your time. Thank you. Cheers. Always good to talk to you, Luke. Luke Martin, CEO of the Tourism Industry Council of Tasmania, the TICT. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. 